all for listening to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. I am thrilled to be here today with James Rana, and he is a big part of the band's visit. James, your resume is very impressive. I see that you're returning to the national tour of the Tony award-winning musical, The Band's Visit, and you were nominated in the Best Actor category for Broadway World New Jersey for your portrayal of Ambrose Bierce in Nothing Matters, and you've had some really great roles. Tell us what this has been like for you, and welcome, welcome to Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. Well, thank you, Lisa. It's a real pleasure to be interviewed by you to be on this program. And uh, it's very exciting to finally be bringing this show to Massachusetts. So oh, for sure, you know, we were so excited for it to come a year ago and yeah. then the fall and then, you know, COVID has played a tricky part in everybody's future these last couple of years. And, you know, before this all started, I said, you know, how's that been for you going to different markets, you know, making sure that all the actors are staying safe. And at the same time, sometimes it feels like COVID is swarming around us. We take safety measures really seriously, but tell us a little bit about some of the things that you and the cast have been able to do to stay safe. Well, it has been very, very nerve wracking and very concerning for everyone. Yeah. You know, the past, you know, less than a year since we've returned, we went back into rehearsals in September. Our union, Actors' Equity, has been extremely vigilant, especially we're working with the Broadway League on keeping actors and stage management safe. We have a COVID safety manager. All shows have a COVID safety manager. Yes. We have. We have a saint. She's a, she's our COVID safety warrior. Her name is Tony, and I don't know what we would do without her. And she is in charge and keeping eyes on all the testings, keeping track of everything, being in, you know in constant communication, and just constantly reminding us to please be vigilant because one little thing could affect everyone around us. And knock on wood, we have so far not had to cancel a single performance. Amazing. We also have fantastic understudies who are ready. And the understudies have saved all live performing arts, Broadway, off-Broadway, regional, national tours. This has been the year of the understudy. Which is an amazing opportunity when you think about it. You know, COVID has brought many things to light for us, many ways that we can be more efficient, more vigilant about our health and protecting others. Um, and I'm just thrilled that you guys are going to be coming to the Hanover Theater June 16th through 19th. We're thrilled about that. I was doing some little, some digging about the band's visit because, you know, we hear 10 Tony Awards. It's got to be great if it won 10 Tony Awards, right? And then the music, we hear a lot about the music. I was surprised to see that well, first, I knew that this was based on a film, and we can talk a, a little bit about that. But the film, The Band's Visit, scored a Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album in 2019. That is so recent, and that is why I think some people aren't sure what The Band's Visit is all about. However, you know, when we think here in the United States about movies that have a fantastic soundtrack and a great musical theater album, it seems very natural that they would be a stage production, right? Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about that and what you think makes, you know, the touring production of The Band's Visit so fantastic that of course, it, you know, the Broadway tour, the Broadway show won 10 Tonys. 
Yes, you know, I was part of the Broadway company. I'm the longest running member of the band's visit. So I was there at the Tony Awards. I performed Amazing. in the opening ceremony. I watched it all. I got to experience everything happening. And also I'm gonna add on another award. The company, the original Broadway company also won an Emmy because oh they, per they performed on the Today Show and they won a live Emmy. They, it was for live performance. That actually, that award, that category no longer exists, <laughs> but they got, they got an Emmy. It is such a beautiful story. And some people are excited because they have been long fans of the movie. Then there's people who's like, I've been hearing about this. I love Middle Eastern music. I've never seen the movie. And they also get to have a great experience. The film is from 2007, written and directed by Eran Kolorin. And the star of the film is Sassan Gebay, who went on to take over the part of Tufik on Broadway, the role he created. And he's back with us on the national tour. That's amazing. It is, it is. And that's a testament that when there's something as important, something that means so much, an actor like Sasan, who's an international star, who's so busy, said, I am not ready to say goodbye to the story. And I get to travel the country with Sasan and with a wonderful company, extraordinary actors and a crew and management and telling this story, this beautiful story about people from different cultures who come together. And that we realize that in the midst of all differences, we have human connection. We have things that bring us together. It's beautiful. Yes. And I, I talk to audience members who are overjoyed. I also talk to members in the audience where moments really touch them. Moment, and I, I've, I've spoken to people who cried and you know what, that's not always a bad thing to cry. No, it's a great thing. So what are some of those experiences that people have shared with you that have moved them when they've seen the band's visit? The greatest experience was actually on Broadway. I, I used to be able, pre-COVID, I could really talk to the audiences after at the stage door. And I, I spoke to a woman and she was there by herself and she spoke to me how much the show meant to her. And she had seen the show off Broadway and she said, I used to see a lot with my mother and my mother passed away. And she showed me her necklace and her necklace, it had her mother's wedding ring. Oh. And I said, what are you doing? How are you dealing with this grief? And she said, I'm seeing a lot of theater. That's very powerful, isn't it? it? It truly is. And I'm so honored that she chose to see our show. And absolutely. it meant something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as I confessed before, I haven't actually seen the show, which is one of the reasons why I'm so excited to see it. I've seen a lot of creative conversations at the Broadway League. I've seen a lot of um, featured performances. I've I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it live because nothing replaces seeing something live. Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that one of the fun parts about this is that I don't think I'm I'm doing anything bad in saying that you end up in the wrong place. Everybody knows <laughs> that you end up in the wrong place. Yes, we do. Because, because you mispronounce the name of the town you're going. By one letter. By one letter. <laughs> by one letter. And so what is the name of the town that you're mispronouncing? And what's the correct and what's the incorrect way to say that? Uh, we want to go to Peta Tikva. And, but unfortunately in, in Egypt, in, in the Egyptian Arabic, the letter P is rather difficult. It's not really in their alphabet. So it sounds more like B. So the P's sound like B's. So we say beta tikva. And so we go to the wrong town. <laughs> not just the wrong town, but I did my research on the geography as well. But you go <laughs> to the middle of the desert instead of this 
place where actually it's known that culture is a really important part of the society. I have to laugh because here in Massachusetts, you know, we're obviously from Worcester, but there's a way to correctly and incorrectly pronounce even our name in Massachusetts and New England. We're full of those tricky little I know, pronunciations. I <laughs> and so I think it's kind of funny where Worcester? No, it's not Worcester, it's Worcester. And so in your case, you know, we could we could have a whole Worcester-based musical on the band's visit, but it wouldn't be nearly as <laughs> culturally interesting and Tony Award-winning as what you're doing, James. I lived in Providence, Rhode Island for three years. Oh. So we knew all about Worcester, <laughs> Vote Island, all of that. So yeah, it, it, it's really interesting when you have the different pronunciations it's it's very yeah i'm very excited to go back to because i had a classmate who was from worcester so yeah that, that's well so let's just go over the 10 tony awards best musical direction orchestration sound design book and score lighting featured actor that's quite the list of accomplishments and you were talking about bringing it from Broadway to then on tour. So what are some of those special moments on tour that people like me who maybe haven't seen it before, what are we, what's going to blow us away when we see oh, it? Oh, just so much. Also, I'm, I'm, I'm going to also add on, also we won best actress, best actor in a musical. The only nomination that we did not win was for best set design. And here's the interesting thing. Scott Pask, the brilliant Scott Pask, he was also nominated that year. The man also did the set design for Mean Girls, two completely different shows, completely different shows. on our season next year. So that'll be an interesting comparison for some of our um, subscribers to see the difference there. The but return of Scott Pask. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's these moments. Like there's moments, especially in the opening, where people are like in the audience, what exactly is happening? You'll know, because unlike most musicals, we start with silence, which is anti-musical. We don't have these big, you know, big numbers, big numbers, big dance numbers. We start with silence and the audience slowly gets in. We also, have, we have a whole scene in a roller rink. We have beauty, you know, there's just, they are really gonna be taken by this. I am so excited to be coming to the Hanover. I've always wanted to go to the Hanover. I've seen photos of your Christmas Carol every year and uh, it, it excites me. I've always wanted to be in that. And um, I know I'm actually trying to get a job now in this interview. <laughs> but... I'll let Troy know. <laughs> I know he's going to work for auditions soon. <laughs> I will, I will. But I think there are moments of, what am I seeing? What's happening? But also, and this is a big thing for a lot of young musicians. We have our musicians, in, as, as you know, in most shows are in the pit. Our musicians, most of them are on stage performing live in costume and some of them are playing Middle Eastern instruments. So we're seeing these instruments. Some people for the first time are, are listening to Middle Eastern music. The oud, which is the uh, Middle Eastern form of the guitar, the darbuka, which is the drum. It is, it's extraordinary. That's incredible. Tell us a little bit about your character. 
Well, I play the character of, of Simon. His name is actually never really mentioned. Some people say it's Sai, but it's Simon, which is, of course, the French influence. And he's one of the longest members of the band, which is the Alexandria Ceremonial Police Orchestra, the oh. ACE. <laughs> he is a clarinetist, and he's technically second in command to Tufik Zakaria. And his whole, his whole dream is to, he has two dreams. He wants to conduct the band. He's always like, oh, maybe I could do a little conducting. He keeps on getting knocked over. The other one is he's been playing, fiddling around for years on his clarinet with a concerto, but he's never really done anything with it. He's stuck with it. And it reminds me of, I remember talking with our director, David Cromer, oh man, years ago in an understudy rehearsal on Broadway. And I said, David, these are like people that have been writing their novel for 15 years. And he said, yes. And like, and like and then they don't, they don't want to read it to anyone. <laughs> Because they're so attached to it, they don't want to hear anything criticizing their baby. So what do, what happens with the clarinet and um, this piece of music that he's working on? Something beautiful happens because the band gets stuck there in the town. They have to spend the night. And he ends up staying in the house uh, apartment of a young married couple with an infant named Itzik and Iris, the couple. And it's not the best time for them to have a guest, you know, especially <laughs> it's her birthday. They're going through marital issues. There's a lot of tension. And out of nowhere, there's someone staying in their apartment. And, it, you know, it's not his fault, but it's like, it's not the best <laughs> time to have a guest. But there's, there's something beautiful. There's a moment people they come together. And I'm happy to say that the music brings them together. And that's a common theme for this show, isn't it? That music, yes, music is what can bring people together. Even when they don't share a language, they share that language of music. Yeah, I, I one thing, because we, we are, and I, I learned the clarinet part from my, for, for, I learned the track for the show. Oh. And so I've really studied the music. And, but being around musicians, what's extraordinary about them is a bunch of musicians in a room, they've never met each other. They'll start jamming. They'll start creating something beautiful. It's this, it's this language that mm -hmm. surpasses all spoken language. And it's beautiful, it's inspiring. So do you and the other band members sometimes jam when you're on the road, on tour even? Well, I'm, I don't think I'm good enough to, but I love listening. Oh. They, they have actually started their own side group called The Visitors. Oh, and, that's so great. And yeah, they did this a lot, especially before COVID, but you know, they still continue where, you know, if we're in a town and it works out in their schedule and there's a venue or a place or a festival, they, they have a whole lineup of music. And so it's, it's been great to be there. And uh -huh. I've opened for them. I told the story once and members of the cast have sung with them. And it's great. It's, it's great. Oh, well, James, it has been so fantastic talking to you. I'm looking forward to, again, the band's visit coming to the Hanover Theater June 16th through 19th. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, the club at Rockland Trust, for making that possible for us at the Hanover Theater. And James, anything else you want to tell people before we have to part ways? I want people that are listening and thinking about seeing the show to remember that this may be your last chance to see the band's visit. And please don't hesitate. It is 100 minutes and it's gonna be a wonderful 100 minutes. It's beautiful. And I wouldn't have been with the show for over 1100 performances and still not, and still feel this emotion and be moved by it. And I want the audience to experience that as well. And please come, you're gonna have a fantastic time. 
Absolutely. And tickets are available at the Hanover Theater, spelled with an R-E.org. We have some great seats still available in our Sunday evening performance, and we have some great incentives as well. So again, visit our website at the Hanover Theater, spelled with an R-E.org. James, thank you so much for your time today. I'm looking forward to seeing you here in Worcester. We're looking forward to seeing the whole cast of the band's visit just knock our socks off. The only Massachusetts play of this 10 Tony Award-winning musical. And we're so proud to be hosting you here. So until then, stay well, everybody. Have a great week. And we'll see you next time on Behind the Scenes at the Hanover Theater. Thank you.